and welcome to the fifth episode in season two of the Principles for Principles podcast. We're excited to bring our listeners a podcast that supports district and school leaders. And our goal is to share, learn, and connect about current ideas, best practices, and school leadership around relevant topics. Whether you're an experienced or novice leader, we've set this podcast up for you. And today's conversation will explore ideas, tips, and resources in developing or fine-tuning your leadership skills. Today, your hosts, Julia Breedy, Aaron Dare, and Jeff Warshaw from the San Diego County Office of Education will be talking to colleague Joe Frescatori. Joe has been a proponent and champion of the 5D for years and uses it regularly with administrators around San Diego County in both coaching sessions and formal professional learning sessions. He's here to take us deeper into the 5D and remind us how critical it is to make classroom observations a priority for our daily work as an instructional leader. Hi, Joe. Thanks for coming back to Principles for Principles. We're excited to to have you on our show again today. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me back. As you know, we've asked you to join us today to talk about classroom observations using the five dimensions of teaching and learning or the 5D. Sounds like a plan. Looking forward to the conversation. How you doing? Doing well, Erin. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, Joe, um, we're super excited to have you back. I know that you were on our very first episode of season one, and you gave us some really great, um, you gave us a lot of information just to kind of think through as instructional leaders. And we know that you've been using it, this 5D for many, many years. And so, um, you know, I guess a question that we have for you is, how has your instructional observation practice improved or changed because of this tool? All right. Well, thanks. I'm always happy to talk about the 5D and its use and application um, from a from a leadership lens. Um, so the 5D framework or the five dimensions of teaching and learning, it provides us with language um, to what we see happening in the classroom aligned to elements of the instructional core. Um, the instructional core has those elements of teaching um, or the teacher practice. And for that, I refer to the adults in the building, um, learning or the student part of the equation there and how students are engaging in learning and including the content and task, what students are actually doing. Um, The 5D descriptors gives us the precise research-based language so that we can describe the knowledge, skill, and expertise of the adults and the students in the classroom. And then it helps us to identify areas for ongoing growth and development, both for the adults and the students. It also provides us with insight into the task what the students are actually doing. Uh, Research says that what the students are actually doing, not necessarily what we intended intended for them to do, but actually doing will predict the outcome of their learning. So given that, I learned about and started using the 5D when I was a school principal to guide my lens on observation and to inform individual and collective growth at my school aligned to our instructional focus. And using it really helped me to name what I was seeing through a strengths and evidence-based lens. It aligned me to align the research-based practices to the ideal state of our instructional focus, um, which then allowed me to clearly see not only where we needed continued growth and development, but it gave me the language or, or aligned to the practices to formulate a professional learning plan. And then in my current role as a leadership coach, um, I use the 5D to help hone the lens of leaders across San Diego County, those that I work with um, in a a coaching relationship, um, on their observation aligned to research-based practices and support them with observation, feedback, and their professional growth plans. 
Thanks, Joe. That's good stuff. I appreciate the way you spoken to the value that a framework like this can add to different layers of leadership and different roles in leadership. That's that's a, a good a good reminder of the value that it can bring to, regardless of where we live in the system in our leadership work. Um, one of the things that we know about the five dimensions is there are five different domains um, and that we know each part includes a, a set of inquiry questions or reflective questions um, for us to, to think about um, in some ways, that can can be super helpful to the organization and the the sort of approach to teaching and learning and and observing teaching and learning. Um, and, and on the other hand, the document can feel a, a little overwhelming at first glance. So, wondering if you could talk a little bit about both the five domains and the inquiry questions, how those are valuable, and then also what area would you recommend that someone start with if they're just getting their feet wet with the five D? Sure. Um... So I'm going to share a few ideas for starting points, um, though I don't believe these need to be mutually exclusive. Um, a leader might be engaging in the use of the 5D in a couple of different ways uh, simultaneously. Um, so one starting point um, is with your site's instructional focus. Um, if you have a site instructional focus, or maybe in more um, generalized terms, um, a focus area that you're working on based on data you have or data you've collected, um, you can hold your instructional focus up against the 5D, look for areas of the 5D that connect, be specific to a few of the specific descriptors from the 5D, then you'll work with your leadership team to identify what those practices look and sound like at your site, aligned to the ideal state of the instructional focus. And then from there, you observe, collect evidence, and continue to grow those practices through individual and collective professional learning. So the idea is there, you have a focus, you have an instructional focus, um, you find where it lives in the 5D, and then you really hone in on that. And that becomes your focus of what that looks and sounds like in an ideal state. And then like I just shared, um, then moving, moving forward to think about where we are and where we need to go to inform your practice. Um, I'd say another starting point, again, not mutually exclusive, some of these can be happening side by side, um, but another starting point would be to make it a regular practice of being in classrooms, uh, collecting descriptive evidence across the school over time, and then holding that evidence up against the 5D to see where the patterns and trends um, across the observation data lives in the 5D. Then you can make some decisions about areas to grow based on potential growth for the teaching um, in, your, in your building and student learning. So that would be a system where we think about we're, we're in classrooms, we're collecting evidence, um, we're noticing patterns and trends, we're using the 5D to hone our lens a little bit on what we're seeing, identify some of those research-based practices, um, and then think of some high leverage entry points and then use the language of the 5D to help you develop that look for or that what does it look and sound like at our site, and then move forward with uh, uh, supporting that work through, through different venues of professional learning. Um, I would also say there's a, another starting point might be to look at some, just start right with some of the high leverage practices that are named in the 5D. Um, use some of the high leverage practices and or the descriptors from the 5D. Um, you might start with purpose, student engagement, um, or classroom environment and culture. Think about uh, what this one or more practices looks and sounds like in the ideal state. Then collect evidence to get a sense of your current reality, and then that will inform your professional growth plan and help you grow practice across your site. 
Um, what, what I found and what you'll find is that even when you decide to start with one dimension or sub-dimension, you'll see that you can find application of the evidence you're collecting across multiple areas of the 5D. So while you're looking or potentially building capacity in one specific area of the 5D or one dimension of the 5D, um, getting all the adults in the building moving forward in that one direction or that same direction, um, you as the leader can also be noticing where there are connections across the 5D, uh, which will inform um, next steps for continued growth and development. Joe, I really appreciate how you thought about how the 5D can help inform the trends and patterns that you're seeing in your building and how you can really align uh, what evidence you're collecting to the instructional theme that you as a school leader might have selected. That really is you know, a systemic way to think about how observations and instructional themes, how they really work together when you're designing your, your path for school improvement in your building. Really appreciated that. You know, you have been a champion of the 5D for a really long time. We can hear it in the passion in your voice and the fluency that you have around the 5D. I'm just curious, you know, we've talked really um, about the 5D by looking through the window and how that might look in the building. Just curious, you know, what personally, what have been some big learnings you've had around instruction because of your personal use with the 5D? Sure. Um, hearing that question or that, that, that phrasing of that question makes me immediately think of common language and shared understanding. So one area that I'll speak to really is using the 5D um, to help develop a common language and shared understanding around how, how we collectively talk about high quality teaching and learning at a site. How does that common language shared understanding guide our planning, observation, feedback in, in support to continually grow practice, both for the teacher practice or the practice of the adults in the building? in the intended outcome or the, the ideal outcome for students. When we have that common language shared understanding, we come to an agreement about what elements of high quality teaching look and sound like, high quality teaching and learning look and sound like, and how we'll move forward toward the ideal state. So related to that, when we, see, when we keep that common language shared understanding of the 5D at the center of our planning table uh, during PLC time or collaboration time, we're reducing the variability across the site, which has a research proven positive outcome for both teacher practice and student learning. So speaking specifically to a leader's practice, also with the common language and shared understanding around the elements of the 5D, it really does help to sharpen and provide a lens and a focus area for observation, feedback, and ongoing professional learning. Joe, thanks so much. Your depth of knowledge around the 5D is super motivating, and I know our listeners will just really benefit from the time you took to explore the 5D, how it's organized, and the benefits that you've seen um, related to common language, feedback conversations, instructional themes. Thanks so much for joining us today. My gosh, it's a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to talk about the 5D um, and always help. happy to help people really make meaning of it. At, at the beginning you talked about or Jeff had shared about, you know, it is it, initially it's a very comprehensive document. But if you if you hone into it, 
be specific about where you're focusing. Um, you can spend an entire year's worth of time or more focused to one or two descriptors aligned to what you know the, the focus area of your school. So always a pleasure to talk about it. Thanks for inviting me here. Absolutely. Just a quick rapid fire round. We know that you are a foodie out there in San Diego <laughs> County. So we have some fun questions to ask you to wrap up our time together. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Favorite restaurant? I'm going to just throw out uh, Rovino. Rovino is a little place and it actually stands for rotisserie and vino. So it's, a, it's an awesome little restaurant um, kind of on the edge of Little Italy on uh, Kettner Boulevard right by Hawthorne. Nice. I'll have to add it to my places to visit list. All right. Next question. Your favorite thing to cook in the kitchen? Uh, I'm going to go with pizza and pasta. All right. For any novice chefs out there, what tip might you offer for them in the kitchen? Mm -hmm. Lots of them, <laughs> but let me start with, I'll give a few here. How about we'll have a, a pasta related one. Um, not only do I think you should salt your pasta water like the sea, so really make sure it's nice and salty because that's where flavor is coming from, but also do not rinse your pasta before topping it. So do not rinse your pasta. That's tip number one. And the other thing I have, um, you know, learned this over time and probably learned it from some, you know, TV chefs or anything, but good olive oil, salt and pepper. You can roast most anything at 400 degrees on a sheet pan and it's going to come out caramelized, beautiful and tasty. So olive oil, salt, pepper, 400 degrees, throw it on a sheet pan, mix it together, um, watch it and uh, let it and you'll you'll watch you'll watch uh, deliciousness come to life. <laughs> That's super helpful. I'm off for next couple of weeks. I'll have to uh, put your tips to the test. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Making me hungry. Uh, sure. Well, Joe, we again, we appreciate you being out uh, joining us today. And um, thank you for joining us for this episode of Principles for Principles. Want more leadership resources? You can sub subscribe to our Today's Informed Principle or our tip sheet using the link in the podcast show notes. If you have feedback or want to give us a shout out on today's episode, tweet us at SD underscore principles. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again next time for more school leadership tips. Thanks for listening.